how does it feel knowing you're never going to see half your friends again? the friends that i'm close enough with i will most definitely most likely see again but how do you feel about the ones that you're never going to see again the ones that i'm never going to see again or hear from or talk to or call ever again i feel like everybody that was in my life at a point was in my life at the point that they were supposed to be in my life and there always comes a time where those people will no longer be in my life and that's okay what about you uh, I mean, there's certain people I'd like to keep in contact with throughout college and be able to like, if I'm ever back in town, hang out with them and spend time with them. But, you know, there's a there's part of me that's always accepted that we're all entering new plateaus in our life. And, you know, I need to move forward and make new friends and, you know, adapt to my new environment and they need to do the same. And along the way, not everyone's going to make it all holding man, hands high school musical style. Yeah. I don't like High School Musical very much. Do you want to hear a secret um, about me and High School Musical? Yeah, sure. Tell the secret to everyone. Yeah, because this is, I mean, it's not a secret, but it's funny. So I was at the premiere of High School Musical 3 in the movie theater, like the first showing of it when it came out, whatever year that was. Did you enjoy it? Well, I was there because I have an elder sister. And she was of the age where High School Musical was her entire... Like, she had a High School Musical-themed birthday party that year, I'm pretty sure. How do you even do that? I don't know. But I was just, like, some weird younger child who was, like, off with my dinosaurs and Legos and Star Wars shit, like, having a good time. My dad was out of town for work like he always was at that point in time. And my mom couldn't just leave this young child at home. So she's like, come here, boy. We're taking these girls to this premiere of this movie. You have to come, too, and sit there. And I was just so confused. I'm pretty sure I'd never even seen the previous two movies. And all I remember is that when Zac Efron's face appeared on the screen, that was the loudest noise I ever heard in my life of probably over 100 preteen girls screaming in unison. And that's when I knew how the British soldiers felt fighting the Zulu in South Africa. Um, There's not much response to that. No. Do you, have you, are you familiar with the Zulu war chants? No. Oh, it's one of the most terrifying things you'll ever see or hear in your life if you ever, if you decide, um, there's this one Michael Caine film that titles Escaping Me at the moment, but um, it's, it's a super cool thing, actually. Uh, yeah, the Zulu are pretty cool. But you don't know what the Zulu Archan is? No. Wow. Are you familiar with the Hakka? No. It's what the, um, it's a Maori thing from New Zealand, and it's a special uh, dance that the indigenous people, the Maori of New Zealand, do. The Kiwi rugby team known as the all blacks they do the haka before every game and it's like super cool and like a war dance terrifying thing it's, it's super awesome and it's a very it's very culturally tied to new zealand i see you know you know what else is in zulu you know it's you know it is in zulu like it's spoken in the zulu language yeah uh, i don't i don't speak the zulu language so do you, no. you know what big piece of some of the american culture is in the zulu language that you probably definitely have heard before what the theme song to The Lion King. Oh, is it in Zulu? It is. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. Welcome to Outrospection. Welcome to Outrospection. I just noted out about languages for like way too long. Yeah. I just went down the rabbit hole. And I know that if I indulge, then that will be the whole episode. It could. And we could do a whole episode about language and I would be very content. I would have nothing to contribute. Welcome to Outrospection. I am one of the hosts, I'm Rashad, and that's Hayden, and we are the hosts of Outrospection, and this is our podcast, and, and we talk about whatever we want. Yes, and we do the hosting things. Yeah, so we do all the, you know, talking. Yeah, and um, if you were wondering why I was, why I was saying that uh, Rashad and I are never going to see our friends again, it's because in about three weeks, both of us will be moving away to our college. It's, yes. And it is very exciting. And that's actually what we're going to talk about a bit today because, you know, it's something I think is super interesting and a lot of you guys out there are going to feel some connection with. We're going to talk about, you know, moving away to college and how we feel about that. And I guess we can just get, get right off the bat to that. And then we'll... We're we'll also going to talk about poodles. Apparently, we're going to talk about poodles and we'll be giving our opinions on the Lion King 
remake that we both saw this past we week. We just told them everything that we're going to do. We've never done that before. We're giving them a little, a little snapshot of what a little, a little, a little, a little, we're showing a little shoulder, you know, showing a little <laughs> leg, <laughs> revealing ourselves, like kind of riding up our, our, showing a little bit of the top of the pantyhose right there. Neither of us are wearing pantyhose. Uh, have you ever worn pantyhose? No. What do you think my answer is to that question? I, all right. I wore pantyhose for senior day, for senior dress up day, where you had to dress up like an old person, and I was in my whole get up. I see. They weren't sexy pantyhose. They were old lady pantyhose. Okay. But I do not wear pantyhose in everyday life. I'd like to, I'd like to point out. Okay. See, now you sound like you don't believe me, and I feel like I'm a crazy person over here. Uh, anyone can believe whatever they'd like to believe, Hayden. All right, back to the, you know, moving away to college. So I move in, you know, about a midway through August. My moving date, you know, is, is a good midpoint in August, and yours is around the same time. All right, so how do, you, how do you feel? I feel good. Feels weird. How does it feel weird? Because I'm used to this and I'm not used to that. Even though I'm going to college in DC and I'm from that area, but I haven't lived, I haven't actually lived there in a long time. So no, not for like what, eleven, ten years? Eight years. Eight years. Um, but you know that's my home. I feel like I'm blessed to be going where I'm going just because I have so much family and I have such a strong like base of people out there, where I feel like. When I go there, I feel like I'm at home. So I feel like I'm not really going somewhere that's not home. But it's gonna be a it's gonna be an adjustment. It's gonna be a new experience. I I I guess I'm kind of because I'm going to Ohio State. I'm having like I'm going. There will be family within 45 minutes of my university. But I don't really feel like I I I guess because I didn't live there for most of my life. But um, I've you know I visited there every year of my life basically and spent a lot of time there. But you know, my, I intend to be in Columbus most of the time in, in the city, in the university, studying, being a college human. I don't feel like I'm going home, but it does. I'm very excited to, you know, as I said earlier, a new plateau in my life because um, I don't know, shit gets kind of old is the best way I can put it. And we in the town we live in, there's a limited amount of things that you can do multiple, like multiple times without them being boring. I'm excited to get into a, a bigger town and do some new shit, meet some new people, make some new relationships. I've also expanded, and the people who know my personal life, the brief people that is, know that I've had my fair share of um, falling outs with people in, in, you know, in high school, just because of the way things were, and I, or people who I just don't talk to anymore because I wasn't close to, and I'm ready to, you know, leave my past behind in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's understandable. I am, I don't know, I like to, I'm a sentimental person across the board. But I feel like I ultimately have gotten everything that I can get out of this town. And I feel like moving forward, I'm going to uh, I'm going to be able to, you know, get new things. I feel like D.C., there's so much that I can pull from. It's never, I'm never going to run out of things to do in D.C., you know? Like, and, and same thing with any big city. It's not like there's, like, you're going to run out of stuff to do because there's always stuff happening and always new stuff popping up here. It's just, like... There's, you can only go to Wendy's so many times, you know. And we've been to Wendy's way too many times. We've been to Wendy's above the recommended amount of times to go to Wendy's. Yes, in a lifetime, probably. Yeah, we probably. Yeah, we probably. Uh, they know us at Wendy's now. Yeah, but they know least, you everywhere because you you visit places a lot and you, you're very much more social than I am, I guess, in commercial settings. Yeah, but I feel like if I feel like once we leave, um, Wendy's is gonna have to go out of business because they're not gonna have us spending money there. Our anymore. local Wendy's. Our local Wendy's and half price books are completely supported by Rashad and I's monetary contributions. Yeah. So the econ- the economic environment of our town is going to collapse as soon as we leave. It's gonna we 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 literally just we are literally the reason that this town's economy works. It's just us. Yes, we are. Once the, we leave, the whole town's economy is gonna fall apart. Just off into oblivion, definitely. That's 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 the only reason that we've been here this whole time mm-hmm. is because the town relies on us. Needed two idiots. <laughs> Needed us two idiots to spend all our money. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What will you? What do you think you're gonna be missing the most? Would you say? Um. What am I gonna miss the most? Mm, my family, probably my sister. I feel like it's gonna be weird not having my sister there all the time. I think that's something that's like super weird to think about. Is that my sister's just not gonna be there? Yeah, that's weird. Interesting. I actually, my sister and I go to school in the same state. So I mean, but I don't, I won't be seeing her that often because it's just not 
the way I live my life, I guess. But, you know, what, what sort of aspects of, you know, aside from your family, like things that you do around here, aspects of your home life, stuff like that. People. I feel like overall living here is easier than living in D.C. How so? Just because the way that people interact and the way that kind of the way that people interact and the way that the way that things move. Driving is easier. Exponentially yeah, easier. It, there's there's much less cars. And on top of that, driving in D.C. is just I can't, anyone from I'm, D.C. traffic is. It's not, bad, yes. I've experienced it before. It's not just bad. It's like, it's weird. It's like, weirdly, it's weird how convoluted it is. And it's all because of people who don't, who aren't from there driving there. I feel like driving out here is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Being out here is a lot easier. Just in terms of just like the way that things move is a lot slower. What do you mean by the way things move aside from them being slower, you know? I think that that's exactly what I mean, is that it's slower. Everything is just much kind of calmer here. And there it's just kind of, just same same thing with any big city. And it's not, not so much as like a New York or a LA or mm-hmm. Chicago, but everything's kind of moving there. It's a, it's a quicker pace, definitely. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. But um, what kind of aspects that are unique to kind of suburb life are you going to miss aside from the slowness? I mean, are you going to miss being like in your house and having all your things there? Are you going to miss having kind of the mobility of just kind of doing whatever you want? Are you going to miss high school? Are you going to miss what? I don't know. I'm not really that. I don't think I'm really going to miss all that very much. I think that because first and foremost, I have so much mobility within the city based on how much family, how much of a support system I have. I feel like I'm not going to feel like um, uncomfortable. I'm not going to feel like there's nowhere that I can go. I'm not going to feel like I'm trapped in a place where I feel like I can't escape. I'm, I feel like I'm at home there. I will miss my house. I will miss my bed, but not enough that it's gonna be like, like your your physical bed. Yeah, interesting. I like my bed. Um, what size bed do you have? I don't for I the listeners. I can't say. I can not Is it like a twin size bed? My head. Um, Is it like that big? No, it's much larger than that one. So it's a queen size bed, or it's a full size. I guess I'm not sure. So, but you will be having a twin size bed in college. I know. Interesting. So it's going to be about that size. Maybe can, longer. I'm okay with that. If anyone knows, we're not recording in a bedroom. There just happens to be a bed in our recording studio. That's something that I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss my bed. I'm going to miss my house. I'm going to miss my fish. Oh, yes. The fish. Um, Kill longer. Yeah, my fish. I'm going to miss my fish. In terms of high school, I've kind of... I've said my goodbyes to that place. Mm-hmm. I'm always yeah. going to like... It's always going to hold a place in my heart. But I've said my goodbyes. I'm not really... I'm not really trying to be a high school student again. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think anyone would want to unless you peaked in high school, in which case I'm sorry for you. I feel like I definitely didn't peak in high school. I, I know for a fact I didn't peak in high school, so there you go. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like high school, you know, that chapter of my life has kind of come to an end, and it's kind of time for, my new, for a new chapter in terms of suburb life. I've never really been a huge suburb life kind of person. I like cities more overall. Mm-hmm. And I like city life more. I like the way it moves. I've spent my, I'm like, you know, I have lived in the suburbs my whole life. But I spent my summers in D.C. I kind of like the way that it moves a little bit more. Feels like there's, it feels like there's like a little bit more mobility. It's a little bit more happening. I feel like I like that feeling. And I like that D.C. is not New York where it's like nonstop all the time. Like D.C., like it's a bit of a calmer thing. So in terms of the fact that I like city life, but I also am used to suburban life. I feel like D.C. is a good healthy-ish balance yeah definitely you know you mentioned earlier being a sentimental and you're not going to miss too many things but you do i know from our friendship that you are a very sentimental person there are things that you keep very dear to your heart what do you think you're going to be most sentimental about reflecting while you're at college what will you tell your classmates and friends and coworkers, whatever have you whatever associates you make about your past um probably my time in theater that was a big that's a big one that's probably the biggest thing right now is being in theater was huge for me. It was a huge experience. It meant a whole lot to me. Now I'm about to do theater in college, so I feel like that's not gonna that's not gonna really be a huge difference, except for the fact that it's a different community and a different group of people and different professors, different shows, different environment. It is a big difference, but it's it's still theater. I'm still acting. Mm-hmm. But I feel like theater was probably, like, my biggest takeaway from high school at the moment. Um, you know, hanging out with some of my friends. 
uh, you know, hang mm-hmm. out, going to Wendy's all the time, mm-hmm. uh, hang out with Marvin, you know, just some of that stuff is the things I'm going to probably be sentimental about. Definitely, definitely. Definitely have a bunch of stories that kind of, that I'm kind of sentimental about, so. Yeah, I think I think we I think this past year has been a great time in both of us because we have a lot of weird stories of things that have happened. It's been a really weird year. Oh yes. Twenty nineteen, and I've you know I was I was at an awards um thing last night because I was receiving a scholarship, and like everyone's like, oh wow, this year's gone so fast. I'm like, this year has gone fast, but it's been a rough, interesting year. Yeah, it has. It's been like literally like, like have you ever played? Have you ever pushed fast forward on a movie through the whole movie? No. Why would anyone why would anyone skip through the I mean parts of the movie, yeah. Well, if you ever done that. But even then I wouldn't like even how, I don't really fast forward that much cuz I just go to scene selection and go from there. Like imagine fast forwarding through an action movie from the beginning. Yes. That's what 2019's felt like. Interesting. I wouldn't say for me it's felt like I was fast forwarding. I just feel like it's just been it just a lot of things have happened and I've been much more busy than I have been in the past and my life is so different than how it's been, you know, since about my freshman year of high school, I guess. And it just it just feels it just feels like a different year for me, and it, which is true because my whole life is is really changing, especially now. Yeah, it feels like ultimately, I feel like kind of that has to do with the way that I process memories. Where I don't really remember things in super tight details, but I kind of remember things in like, you know, bits and pieces. And the bits and pieces that I remember, like the images, the feelings, um, that are tangible, are not really like strung together in the same way like i don't really like, i remember them sequentially but i don't remember them in a way that's like this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened like i remember being at certain places you know mm-hmm. yeah i I, like, I feel that in terms of my first show which would happen at the beginning of this past school year mm-hmm. um i was there i remember bits and pieces of the rehearsal process but more than anything i remember being on stage for mm-hmm. one of the shows and like that's going to be the memory that sticks with me when me- other memories fade. That's going to be the one that sticks with me. So mm-hmm, you know. definitely. Yeah. I-, I think definitely there's a lot of memories from color guard that I'm going to have that stick, that stick with me. Cause that was a huge, huge part. That was the vast majority of my high school experience being captain of that. And definitely guys bombs. Cause the guys bombs was just fucking great. And it was just, it was a fun time for me being captain air quotations of that. Uh, I'm not really a sentimentalist person. I don't really, like, I look back and I reflect on things most of the time after they happen, but I try and be more future, present, focused, and oriented in the way I experience life. Poodles. Poodles. Why did you want to talk about poodles with? Like, I I didn't know this was a thing. I wanted to, um, I just wanted to get some stuff off my chest, dude. Um, This is sounding like you did something to a poodle. No. No. I, I don't know how I feel about poodles, dude. What do you mean? How do you feel about poodles? In my house right now, I have, let's see, I have about two and one quarter poodle right now. So your dogs are part poodle? My, each of my dogs is 75% poodle, and I have three dogs. Really? Yes. Huh. So I have about two and a half, two and a quarter poodles. Okay. But you, tell me how you feel about poodles. I am open to your opinion on poodles. Like the super tiny ones. Oh, miniature poodles? Yes. Not the big ones? Like the tiny ones, the, one, the pink ones. They don't come in pink. They're, they're, they, they do exist pink. They, you can make them pink. Yes. They don't naturally come in pink. No. But what does? Uh, flamingos. Flamingos don't start pink. That's true. They have to, it's because of their diet. Certain flowers are naturally pink. Yeah. But it's not a lot of things. This is off topic. P- yeah, poodles. poodles. I don't know how I feel about them. I feel like I have a gripe. I have a I have a bone to pick with small dogs. With miniature with small dogs or just miniature poodles? Miniature poodles specifically, but small dogs in general. Alright, what do you what do you have to say about some I mean we like corgis, but so I'm We like corgis. Corgis are excluded. Yes. But minute small dogs go. I don't know how I feel about them. What are their purpose? What do they do? So we specifically bred designer small miniature dogs, right? Because they were cute and because there was a market out there in which people would pay money for breeders to breed smaller dogs like miniature poodles because poodles are a pretty big dog if you ever seen a real poodle they are a big fucking dog but uh you can breed you know we breed them smaller and smaller and smaller through selective breeding and stuff like that so we get like miniature poodles and they were bred that way because there was a market in which people would purchase small poodles because they wanted them because they, they like the poodle further the way poodles look but they wanted them small 
more more urban, more carry aroundable, more mobile. But what do they do? They are pets. They are specifically designed. You know, there's we've selectively bred a lot of organisms through time for industrial purposes and for cosmetic purposes. So. Industrial purposes is like, so we've bred sheep to have much more wool than they ever produced in nature, right? So that is an industrial, we, we, we bred this creature over time. We selectively had the wooliest of sheep and made them have babies, didn't let the not wooly ones breed. And so we had this, we now have very wooly sheep. And with dogs, what we have done is in very particular breeds, that's why we have the term designer dogs, because we have designed them to be a specific way. Now I have three golden doodles. They're perfect examples. We selectively bred golden retrievers and poodles and you know they come different sizes so a miniature golden noodle we selectively bred very small and so they are hypoallergenic and but also have the temperament of like a golden retriever i just i don't i don't understand why dogs why we made them so small because it's well first of all there are some dogs that kind of have occurred naturally smaller i'm not too sure about that i'm pretty sure chihuahuas in nature were relatively Uh... small Uh, our dear friend Rashad here does not like chihuahuas. No, I don't. I think there. I think I'm not going to put a blanket statement on how I personally feel about all chihuahuas, but um, I know there are some good chihuahuas, but a lot of chihuahuas have a very particular personality that people don't like. If chihuahuas were big, then we would not be allowed to own them as pets. I doubt that. If they were huge, if they were the size of like like Saint German Bernard. shepherds, Great Danes. Like, if they were the size of that, and they still had the same kind of attitude and aggression and stuff, and, like, all the things, but they were just bigger, they would be vicious. They would be killing machines. They would be, like, the most dangerous dogs. I highly doubt that, because I, I'm not sure. I'm not, a, I'm not a dog behavioralist. That is for sure. But, you know, I think you have a bad stigma against chihuahuas, and it might be because of the people who purchase chihuahuas and it might be because of chihuahuas natural temperament but i have met you know i've heard of you know very well trained very nice and lovable chihuahuas out there like not all chihuahuas are evil just like not all pit bulls or rottweilers are evil it's it's a lot of the dog's temperament is based on how they are raised and how they are trained i love rottweilers i don't love pit bulls more people die or are injured from golden retrievers like the american staple house dog a year than are killed by any other dog I'm okay with that. But I'm not okay with people dying, but I'm okay with yeah. that statistic. I, I understand why you don't like pit bulls because you have a, a, a childhood bias against them, and I probably you have the same reason for chihuahuas. But I mean, I've never been afraid of chihuahuas. I've just thought they're just so aggressive. Well, have you ever like held a chihuahua? No, because they're too aggressive. What have, would I do? Have what you ever met I, a chihuahua? Why would I, yes, I've met chihuahuas. Have you like... Like what kind of chihuahuas? Like the kind that are like... So poorly trained chihuahua. I guess, yeah. But like, have you ever met a well-trained chihuahua? No. I would like to. Well, I mean, I, I, I guarantee they exist. I've heard, I know of a well-trained chihuahua. Have you met it? No, I have not met it. But I have heard many eyewitness testimonies about the cuteness and politeness of this chihuahua. I left my ADD medicine in D.C. last time I went there. So this is why I'm so off the wall. Do you want to hear a joke, Hayden? Sure. What do you get when you cross a Rottweiler and a bunny? I don't like where this is going. Just a Rottweiler. Yeah, I figured that's where it was going. I mean, that's most dogs, though. Um, um, what, did the, what, did the, what did the boy with no hands get for Christmas? What? Gloves. That's just cruel. I'm just kidding. He hasn't opened his presents yet. Oh, yeah, because he needs someone else to die. Uh, this is, I don't... See, now, people make these, like... There's a word for them, these, these dark off jokes, like these non-jokes is what they're called, I think. Anti-jokes. Anti-jokes. And I've never, like some of them are funny, but I've never, I've never been a particular fan of them. I remember in middle school, they were very big. I think I particularly remember you in middle school enjoyed I love them. anti-jokes, yes. You got very annoyed at a certain point. I, I do remember this in like the computer lab. In the center I remember of the you pod. got very annoyed about. Yeah, I think I. This is a weird like half memory that I'm kind you of like. like I remember you were just like stop with the fucking anti jokes. I swore really bad in middle school. I'm much more polite now. Yeah. My mother would disagree with me, but don't swear in front of your mom's kid. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. So back to dogs, miniature poodles. So you do, but 
So you your problem with miniature small smaller breeds of dogs is that you don't understand their purpose. I don't understand why they exist. No, they we because they. Exist. I understand that we bred them that way. I don't yes. understand why. To sell. Okay, I don't understand why people want them like that. Because if you live in an apartment, it's a lot harder to have a big dog. And if you want to carry it, it's a lot harder to transport a Saint Bernard or or a Golden Retriever than it is to transport a Chihuahua or a Shih Tzu. Let me tell you where I got this. Let me tell you where I got these thought processes from. I was at the airport, people watching. We were waiting, and I was people watching. Have you ever people watched at the airport? You were stalking, but continue. No, I was not stalking. I was sitting and watching people as they walked past me. Stalking. That's not stalking. Stalking is following. Eye stalking. That's not a thing. <laughs> I'm just right. Continue. Um. Anyway, I was people watching at the airport, and I just all these all these women, and not to not to not to stigmatize women. What do you have against women? That I have Rashad? nothing against women. Women are excellent. The people who I saw specifically on this day were women, and they had dogs, and it, they were very small dogs, and they had them in purses, and I was just like, that's not what dogs are for. Well, what are dogs for then? What are dogs for? Well, dogs originally were kind of introduced into the human community as like they were, it was a mutualistic relationship where the dogs and the humans would try and help each other hunt and eventually they we bred selectively bred them to get the dogs breeds we have today. But what can you describe these these perch dogs so I can maybe identify them for you? Uh they were like Pomeranians and shit. So they're really fluffy? Yeah. Oh yeah. I love Pomeranian. They're cute. Pom- Pomeranians are very No, they're yippies. cute, but what do they do? They are they are companions. They are bred purely to be a companion to mankind. They, they are not bred they to don't hunt or anything. Companion. They do com- I mean they're in the purse, aren't they? They're in the what? They're in the purse, aren't they? Yeah, but And I... they we they're there and they are bred to be calm in that purse and to be transported among places and to be there for the human to take care of and have a have a buddy. A non human buddy. But why, 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 why do they have to be like that small? Like, and if they're gonna be that small, why can't they be corgis? Why can't they all just be corgis? Well, because you know, corgis and pomeranians are one super different, temperamentally different, genetically different in looks and you know, in in biology. And um, I'm really like trying to give you a hard scientific explanation here, and nothing is going to come of this. Like, yes, I understand the literal scientific difference between corgis and pomeranians. Because, because I understand why literally people buy small dogs. I don't understand why functionally people buy, buy small dogs. I don't understand why someone would want to do that. Why do you buy non-utilitarian clothes? Non-utilitarian clothes? Yes. Because I like fashion. There you go. Dogs can't be fashion. Dogs are fashion. Why? Because we can't. Because humans can. Like that's really like. It's like if you keep asking why, like eventually just cause. Like that you're like a little kid, like a two year old. Why is this mommy? Why is that daddy? Well, eventually it's just like that's just because how things where you get to the end of physics, right? Yeah, but like I don't like that. Like I feel like small dogs are def. I want to see a bunch of small dogs being useful. Well, they are terriers, and certain types of terriers were used to hunt like round rodent animal things. Ground, excuse me. Someone said said this one time, and they said, it's "Like I don't like small dogs because once a dog gets small to a certain size, it's just a cat." No. That, yeah, and no, it's not true. But I mean, I'm not saying I'd rather have a cat than a super small dog besides a corgi. Why? Dogs are so much more. A relationship that you have with a cat cats is cats like, will hunt for me. They'll hunt mice for you. The dog will also hunt for you. A pomeranian will kill a mouse or anything really that you give it that it can kill. Cats are better at it. That is, it depends. Because some cats are really bad at hunting. It depends on the cat. And why would anyone want to own those cats? Why do you want an animal that, why the fuck would you need an animal that hunts for you? Um, I think that's the only reason that we would have animals. I got a fish that hunts. But it doesn't hunt for you. You, you provide it that, it's like, you're the, you're like pulling out the, the clay pigeons and you're like, pull, and the fish goes and shoots them. It, it is not really hunting. It is, you're barely, like a bearded dragon hunts when I pour a bunch of fucking crickets into the cage. It's not really hunting. It's just chasing them around an enclosure. I don't really think I need an animal that hunts particularly. Do you think we could um, selectively breed turtles to be faster? Yes, easily. It would take, you know, a couple thousand years probably, but definitely. How much faster? We, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing about biology and genetics and evolution like that, and, and with, with mutations, I mean, we'd take all the fastest turtles we have and make them have babies and keep going down the road. It would take a long time, especially because turtles have long gestational periods and lifespans, I'm assuming. But, like, I, you turtles, know, turtles are actually kind of fast, though. Yes, but turtles don't evolve very quickly because they live so long. Like, if you were to chase a turtle, it could run away from you. Depends on the turtle. But, so, but I've, I've, I've chased a turtle. 
It depends on the turtle. And it's gotten away. And I'm pretty fucking fast. That's not true. You're like medium fast. I'm pretty fucking fast compared to people Short who distances. aren't fast. Short distances. Well, yeah, I can't run fast for long distances. No. I, think that's, I think that's why the turtle beat me. The tortoise or the hare here? The, tor- the turtle ran into the water. That's Holy what fuck, you are totally the hare and I am totally the tortoise. In like life. Yeah. Like I'm here just like slow and steady. Except I'm not really a slow and steady person, but I am a very much more cautious person and planning and uh, I guess careful. And you're very much like, God, get to the fucking finish line. Don't let me take a nap. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. The hair lost. I don't care. You're a hair with no care. The thing about it is, is that I'm not stopping. That lose that has wear and tear and nothing to bear. Bars. Um, <laughs> um, I'm a rapper. <laughs> so that's all you wanted to say on poodles? No. Why, why do we make them pink? Is that okay? I mean, I'm not from. I've never seen a pink poodle before in my life. Except for, like, a stuffed animal I once had. I'm going to show you a picture. All right. I mean, we dye them pink because, you know, it's again, there's a market for it. I've seen dogs with dyed hair before, though, I'm pretty sure. Isn't point. that, like, against, like, ethics? I don't believe so. I don't believe there's a particular animal abuse law about not dyeing your animals. I mean, it's no different than dyeing human hair, in a way. Yeah, um, actually, it is. I've read about this before. Um, dying animal hair because animals can't really like it will confuse them like literally like it will confuse them a lot of uh, humans are very careless when they go about the process of dying the dogs and it can irritate their skin and irritate their fur well yeah it's just on top of that things. because of the way that dogs process things and the way that dogs process memories if you die a dog at some point in its life when it looks in the mirror it literally may not recognize itself most dogs don't recognize themselves in the mirror either way Plus, dogs are also red, green, colorblind. So, like, if you die of a particular color, I might not be even able to see it. I'm just saying that I feel like I'm not okay with that. I mean, that's okay. I, I are you mean, okay with that? Uh, if, it's, if it's not harmful for the dog, I am okay with it. So, like, if you have, like, a... Like, I've seen a dog that had, like, its tail, like, the tips of its tail. It had, like, uh, frosted tips, basically, on its tail. Uh-huh. And, like, I know that wasn't hurting the dog, and the dog seemed happy and fine and healthy. And I was okay with that. We can all safely agree that veganism is just better for everyone, right? Like, I know veganism isn't a thing that I personally am do or you personally do, but we can all safely agree that veganism is just better. It, veganism is definitely better for the environment, but there are certain people who have certain allergies that prevent them from adopting vegan and vegetarian diets. I practice the vegetarian diet, not a vegan diet. In total, if the whole world was vegan, the whole world would be better off, but that is never going to happen. I think. So is owning pets vegan? I'm not sure because I'm not a vegan. That doesn't mean it isn't. But I, I, I'm not familiar with all of the vegan teachings, I guess is the way to put it. But um, I'm going to go with I've heard of vegans having pets. I know. But is that vegan? Like is like vegan means what does vegan mean? Define vegan. So vegan is defined by a quick Google search as veganism is the practice of abstaining from the use of animal products, particularly in diet, an associated philosophy that rejects the commodity status of animals. So in you know pets are a te- pets are a purchasable commodity. So, so then pet owning is not vegan. I by that definition no. I'm I, but I'm per- I'm definitely I know there are vegans that have pets. Then those vegans aren't real vegan. I mean. Yeah, this is the whole debate of like, are you really Christian if you don't practice all the beliefs of the Bible? Like, uh, it's a very belief is a very selective thing. I mean, you're a vegan, but you're not practicing all of a particular vegan philosophy. People are very picky choosy about shit. That is very true. I mean, look at look mo- at cancel culture. It's the most picky choosiest thing ever. I mean, I agree. Cancel culture is very picky choosy because one day we're mad at James Charles for you know. Just trying to manipulate men into sex and then the other day it's like oh everything's fine and oh we're upset with blank and blank and oh now we're okay with blank and blank even though they did the same thing it's very um yeah on top of that cheesy. people people will be like i will cancel this person because they said this thing but this person said something either equal to or worse than this thing and i am okay with it um yeah and it's the same way with politics. It's the same way, I, I, as I was mentioning, with like religion too. Because there's a there's a passage in the Bible that says you should never be wearing clothing made of two different cloths. Which right now, I mean, every person on earth basically, every American definitely does that. Because right now, if you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt, or jeans, if you're wearing like a wool sweater and jeans, like you're already on two different bases there. Mm-hmm. 
cancel culture, veganism. I mean, it's all about what you define as your particular take of it. And this is an example that I think about. Everyone was very quick to cancel Kanye West. He got a lot of public outrage about some of the stuff that he said. But at the same time, a lot of those people weren't as quick to cancel ASAP Rocky when he said certain things. That I mean, that is true. ASAP Rocky said things that, in my personal opinion, now for me, I'm not a canceler. I don't really cancel people. You know, I don't listen to many people to begin with, so I am I am the opposite. I'm not really big on canceling people. I feel like you know, that's another conversation for another time. But ASAP Rocky definitely said some things about black people. What do you say? I have no idea. I can pull it up. Briefly to go over what Kanye said, I believe Kanye said stuff about slavery. And Kanye's Trump support and his whole idea. He's like, slavery for 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Which it wasn't, but Which that's it wasn't, the but point. the whole, but like, I gotta, I gotta give him something for his intention. Yeah, you could tell like what he was trying to say, but he just didn't. He just notice. didn't, it just didn't land right. He needed, he needed to sit down and write out his thoughts definitely beforehand. I'm going to read this off of a, off of the Guardian article. Uh-huh. Can I just read the article straight? Yeah, sure. It says, ASAP Rocky has attempted to clear the air following the reemergence of a controversial interview, but may have created even more problems for himself. Earlier this week, a 2015 interview with Time Out New York resurfaced in, the, in which the rap star appeared to be unconcerned about police violence against African Americans. Wow. I don't want to talk about no fucking Ferguson and shit because I don't live over there. I live in fucking Soho and Beverly Hills. I can't relate, he said. Jesus Christ. With his remarks again being discussed and condemned, Rocky granted a long interview to the New York hip-hop radio show The Breakfast Club. After saying his remarks had been misquoted and that, the line had been, that he had been murdering ASAP Yance at the time, he had spoken to the magazine. Tony, to clarify his view that it shouldn't take police shootings to focus attention on discrimination against black people, Rocky said, I just get upset and what I was really trying to say was like, yo, I just hate when the bandwagon stuff start. I mean, how come you know black lives matter when a police take it, when a police officer takes it? It should be like black lives. It should matter when a black life's taken. You know what I mean? It should always matter. All lives matter. Yeah. Again, I understand what ASAP Rocky was saying. I understand his point of view, but I don't fuck with what he said. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, even I was like, holy shit. How many years ago was Ferguson now? Um, a Michael good Brown amount of years. Him? Yeah, it was, uh, oh my, was that 2014? I don't remember. It was, it was a good couple of years 14, ago. 2014, 2015, around that time. Yeah, definitely. I remember that. But, I mean, that just, that's, that's, he should have definitely I, phrased that better. Yeah, but people aren't as quick to cancel ASAP Rocky the same way that they were, were to cancel Kanye. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of things that go into that. But I'm just saying that, you know, in terms of cancel culture, a lot of stuff goes into that. A lot, there's a lot of things that go into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a very interesting invention of social media now that we have cancel culture. And let me be perfectly clear. I still listen to both artists. Well, yes, because you don't do cancel culture. Again, I'm the opposite because I listen to... I don't consume a lot of popular media. I consume my own kind of things. And most of those things are pretty... You know, If, the, if there was an entertainer, like a YouTuber who I heard was molesting children, I would not support them anymore though look this cancel culture conversation takes more time than i have for today this is a topic for another time all right we'll talk about it on the next episode definitely yes i'm gonna make that we commitment can, now and we're, we're probably not gonna follow through with it but you know I yeah just, we can say that as of this moment right now we are if we were to record the next episode immediately after we finish this episode we would definitely hit cancel culture mm-hmm. and i confirm that when we get around to recording it then we will definitely talk about cancel culture maybe um maybe speaking of asap rocky um let's talk about this asap rocky situation first and foremost i want to say free asap asap rocky situation is unfortunate i don't know how to feel about it because then they were saying he's held in unethical conditions and they're like nope he's not being held in unethical conditions he's just in regular jail swedish jail is i guess better than our jail it is much so I, before first, my first form of Swedish jail is like a million times better than American prison because they actually fund it and it's about rehabilitation. But that's beyond the point. Saying he's not in prison; he's in jail. But here's a brief recap of what's going on. ASAP Rocky was touring Europe, and he and this is like basically this is the TLDR version, very bridged. He was in an altercation with people who were following him and harassing him, and he has been taken into custody by the Swedish law enforcement. It's not been made very clear who literally started the altercation based on everything that we've consumed. And he has been charged with assault, and he is currently awaiting trial in Sweden. And he, the reason that they did not allow him to have bail is because they considered him a flight risk and that he would leave Sweden and not come back for trial. 
and this situation has escalated because a lot of the hip hop community has demanded ASAP Rocky's immediate release, and that as is not, as the as which is which is understandable from the hip hop community. Yes, which is understandable from from that particular community, which has gained the attention of Kanye West, who has made it very who has Kanye made, West, who decided to go talk to his buddy, his buddy, uh, President Donald Trump, and who who, <laughs> who has apparently contacted the Swedish Prime Minister and several aspects of the Swedish government, to which the Swedish government replied, we still have the rule of law just because you're famous doesn't mean you're above the law. Which and then I think Donald Trump fair. said, and I quote, give ASAP Rocky his freedom. We do so much for Sweden, but it doesn't seem to work the other way around. Sweden should focus on its real crime problem. Hashtag free Rocky. Very disappointed in the Prime Minister of Sweden for being unable to act. Sweden has just let our African-American community down in the United States. And I watched the tapes of ASAP Rocky, and he was being followed and harassed by troublemakers. Treat Americans fairly. Hashtag free Rocky. I don't have any idea how I'm supposed to feel about Donald Trump treating hashtag free Rocky. Because on one hand, I'm like, yes, free Rocky. <laughs> you know, like, in ter- like obviously, like, the justice system in Sweden has to play out the way that it's going to play out. And being a, being a black American, I'm kind of wary about the... Uh, about justice about the way the justice is served but i'm not really too familiar with how justice is served in sweden do you want to know how justice is served in sweden how uh they are much better universe um internationally recognized for being much more fair much less corrupt they're they're much better at handling crime they have a way less rate of false convictions they don't have a lot of the problems that the u.s prison system does Ultimately, like it just he he's better off being in prison in Sweden than he would be for the same crime in the United States. And 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 like here's what's happened, and this is my opinion on it, and I'm just gonna share it. And if you hate me, you hate me. If not, whatever. He is. This is like standard procedure for any civilian. And so what he's much better off in Sweden. And you know, it's just so if if an if a Swedish citizen were to have someone following them and harassing them or whatever, or just if there is a possible assault. In my opinion, this is being done very, you know, by the books. This is, you know, we are the Swedish government because they know that this is they, they know that this is a famous American rapper who is a very important person in hip hop community. They are just trying to like make sure the process goes along by the rules, following the rule of law, making sure things are right. And the hip hop community, because of the relationship with the hip hop community and American law, have a bad don't think things go super well when famous people get arrested, which is very fair to think because of the way America works. But, you know, Sweden's just doing what they can for due process. It would be unjust for the, you know, hundreds of thousands of Swedes who have been arrested for assaults ever in all of Swedish history for just a guy, because he's a celebrity, just because he's an American, to not stand due process. Yeah. We, we would be very upset if, if Taylor Swift committed assaults the hip hop and you know she was just allowed to leave and she didn't stand trial people would be upset because she wasn't getting due process but if it you know the way that the law has to work the way that law and you know due process has to work for us to live in a society run by laws is that you have to treat everyone equally despite their fame i and feel if, like if taylor swift did commit assault and they just let her go people wouldn't really like think about it too much I would think about it. I would be I very know upset. you would be upset, but I don't think anyone else would really think about Here's it. Here's what would happen. There would be a tweet like two years from now from like on on Twitter of someone like, remember that one time Taylor Swift punched a guy in the face and he pressed charges for assault? Like that's what it would be. Uh, I wouldn't pay attention to that. But if she, you know, if she did it in Sweden, I guarantee you she'd probably go through due process. Ultimately, what I've come to is I'm rooting for ASAP Rocky. I am rooting for ASAP. I would say I'm rooting for ASAP Rocky as well. I hope that you know he. This is cleared as self defense, and he, you know, he's allowed to continue on his tour, and that no one's at fault. And the people who, you know, I hope it. I just hope that things come to a good conclusion for everyone, and that due process is served. And I don't think ASAP. I think ASAP Rocky will come out, you know, pretty good from this. All right, we do Shakespeare reviews, and for today's Shakespeare review, I'm going to review Hamlet, but I'm not going to really review Hamlet. Yes, because Rashad because I has been busy. Rashad has been busy, and he, you know, life is life, so we're not doing Shakespeare review this week. Instead, we're going to review an interpretation of Shakespeare's Hamlet, The Lion King, and we're not doing Lion King 1994, we're doing Lion King 2019, because... Rashad and I both saw the movie in the past week, and we'd like to talk about it. How did you feel when you watched Lion King? 
So The Lion King is a movie that came out in 1994 as a Disney animated picture film. And it was super big, super huge, but a lot of people realized that the plot was very, very similar to William Shakespeare's Hamlet. And so it's kind of an interpretation of the stories, but set in Africa involving lions and hyenas and different you know, wild animals in the East African savanna. And I just saw the adaptation. Now it's the live action, which really just computer-generated graphics version of The Lion King, which just came out, which was directed by John Favreau, also famous of Iron Man fame. And because I have not seen The Lion King in a decade, for sure, I have probably not seen it since I was eight years old, I was sitting there in the movie theater. I'm like, okay, I was super excited for the cast. I was listening to the soundtrack before because I was interested in how it sounds. So I have some bones to pick with the soundtrack, but we can get to that. You have bones to pick with the soundtrack? I do have bones to pick with the soundtrack, but we can, we can get to that after the movie review, really. You didn't like Donald Glover singing? It's not Donald Glover. I have, it's, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. But because, I think it's because I haven't seen Lion King so long. I have wa- I'd watched reviews of people saying like, oh, it kind of felt bland because it felt so stale because the lions didn't have facial expressions. But you know, I went in kind of like just whatever. Like I was open to it. I was very interested to see how it would be. And I had a fabulous time. I actually really, really loved this version of Lion King. It felt emotional. It felt real. The voice acting to me was good. The music to me was mostly good. It felt like the scoring was really good. I felt this one. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I definitely, Two thumbs up for me. I definitely cried a lot when Mufasa died. I was like, I teared, I teared up at several points in this movie for like no reason, just because I. I teared up in the beginning a whole bunch when they were doing the Circle of Life, just because I, mean, I thought it was, it was really so good. beautiful. I'm, I've heard a lot of trash reviews, but I think Rashad and I here thumbs up it. I think ultimately what it comes down to is what are you expecting? Are you expecting a fresh new take on The Lion King? Because you're not going to get that. No, there were some shots that were directly like the shot where Simba is looking into the gorge when Mufasa dies and it pans out, like it pulls out really quickly. That yeah, is a direct it's shot. It's literally I like almost, it's almost a shot for shot remake yes. of mm-hmm. the original Lion King. And that's exactly what I wanted. So I was very, I was very happy with that. I think it, this is almost like adult. Lion King, in a way, is what I was thinking when I was watching it. Because if you, the scene in an elephant graveyard with the hyenas is much more intense than it was in the mm-hmm. cartoon animated version. Yeah. And I think this is like, if you're an adult and want to watch The Lion King, this is the version you'd watch because it's, it's kind of scarier when it comes to the hyenas. The hyenas, hyenas are pretty fucked up looking creatures mm-hmm. and look much more vicious when they're computer generated graphics. Yeah. And you'd show your kids the 1994 version mm-hmm. because it's much more PG, funny. The hyenas are goofier, and the hyenas in this one kind of have some jokes, but they're they're pretty intense. Yeah, I like the casting of the hyenas in this one a lot. Oh yeah, it was great. I think the cast. I think the casting did a great job. Was great. Um, Lion King is one of my favorite movies of all time, hands down. Easily, like like easily one of my favorite movies of all time, and so I appreciated this. A whole lot. I appreciated the fact that this existed. I appreciated watching it. I like anything Donald Glover's in. So, you know, I appreciated that. But let's talk about the soundtrack, Hayden. <laughs> you really, you really. Ever since I mentioned the soundtrack, you're like, I have to hear what his issue was. So I have, I think, two main issues with soundtrack. First of all, mm-hmm. I actually loved Donald Glover on the soundtrack. Like his Donald Glover is excellent. He was great. I think his vocals were perfect. I think his mixing was pretty good. His version of Hakuna Matata was good. I think his part in the mixing of Can You Feel the Love Tonight was good. And my two bones picker is one with Chuetta Elijah for I cannot pronounce his name correctly. I'm so sorry. Um, his version of Be Prepared is good. Like he sings it pretty good. But the version in the original Lion King is much more like super villain moment kind of thing. And yeah. I like it much. It's just, it's, I think it's because that actor is not a singer at, as much as the original actor was. And I appreciate the version in the original Lion King more. I feel like. Because th- as a little kid, that was my favorite song from the movie. I feel like that was. I feel like that's definitely always been one of my favorite songs in the movie. But mm-hmm. I thought it was super raw how they did it in this one too. I think it was raw, I but I don't like, think it was as good. And I, I feel like good. I wouldn't say it, it's. I feel like I definitely don't think it was as good. I don't really think anything was as good as the original. But the original Lion King is a masterpiece. I think that in terms of how they did it, in terms of how it was executed, it fits. It fit this this movie's version of Scar. This ver- movie's version of Scar was much darker. Mm-hmm. Much I, grittier, and so I, I appreciated that. I th- I there still was, think they could have done a better version of Be Prepared. Okay, I mean I I mean I feel like for what they did and for what they were doing, for how they did it, I get why I they did it. But they I appreciate it. They could have done it better. I guess That's my, my little bun pick and my big bone to pick, and this is going to be like a thing that might actually get me some issues from you is that the mixing on 
Beyonce's vocals in particular of Can You Feel the Love? I listened to the song probably about 40 times now because mm-hmm. it bothers me so much. And I had you know friends of mine and my family listen to it. They mix Beyonce's vocals in a way that, and I know that in pop music now, female vocals are very breathy and that's a trend that's going on. But when she's singing along with Donald Glover, whose vocals are mixed very classically, it's him singing and he's singing in a, in not a high pitch. He's singing rather medium and register and he's going through, can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. But hers are, are mixed in the way where you hear, <gasps> every time before she starts singing and it drives me and it's like really sharp. And as soon as you notice it, you can never not notice it. And it's like, <gasps> and I, it just drives me nuts. It drives me absolutely bonkers. So I knew you were going to say be prepared. I don't know how I knew that, but I just kind of knew it. Mm-hmm. That's been a big issue everyone's had with it. I haven't I didn't really have that issue with it. I thought it was very well done. I don't really have an issue with Beyonce's. Breathing. I think she sings it great. I just think it's the way that it's mixed. They just if they like even if they just like edited out her breasts, it would be a million times better. And another issue I have is it because of the way it's kind of mixed. Like you can, it's harder to hear Donald Glover's vocals. And I really like his his singing voice. Yeah, Donald Glover is Donald Glover is great at everything. Well, his Hakuna Matata was fucking great. Like I loved his Hakuna Matata. Yeah, I loved it too. Donald Glover was great. He was amazing. But it just, I don't, I think it's Pharrell, Pharrell Williams is who did the, the mixing. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, he, I think like that, just a little bit where like you can hear her inhale and it doesn't sound quite right with, with Donald Glover's vocals. It sounds a little bit too high, so it's harder to hear him just like, oh, if that, if that one thing was gone, I would love the song so much more. I think you, uh, I think you just need to appreciate the moment. It's not, no, but I can't appreciate the moment when I'm just hearing... And I like I know it took me like two or three listens to of the song for me to realize it, and I'm like that's what's been like I just I cannot take her inhales before she starts singing because and like because it's the way she's tuned or whatever it sounds really sharp, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's so noticeable. And now everyone who's listening to this is going to be listening to the new Lion King soundtrack, and they're going to be like, "Fuck, I totally know what he's talking about." I mean, I'm a, I'm personally I'm okay with it. So have you noticed that though? No, and I'm not going to try to. Yeah, but I, we. I'm very okay with it. I like the fact that Beyonce and Donald Glover are on there. If... I do too. I just wish it was that one track was was just done a little bit better. I like their singing on it. I just think it could have been, you know, a little studio criticism. Understandable. But uh, do we have anything else we have to talk about? You're not. How do you? How, do you? Do you have any, You're not going to say I'm being too picky or anything. You I think you are being up. too picky. Really? You're always being too picky. How am I being all the too picky? I think that you need to just appreciate the moment. How? Well, there's no moment. It's a, it's a track. It's a sound. It's a. It's, a, it's, it's a, a moment. It's a moment in the movie. It's a moment. It's a moment in the movie. It's a mo. It's Beyonce and Childish Gambino singing The Lion King. That's a fucking moment. But like that, just saying like, yeah, we're this whole. It's like dismissing something flaws because you like it. Yes. That's not fair. You have to acknowledge the flaws and acknowledge the good things and see it as the truth. And Remember when we were watching Spider-Man and Spider-Man got hit by a train and I called bullshit? And well, we said, you can't call bullshit at Spider-Man. Well, because Spider-Man has superpowers that prevent him from being hit by a train. He got hit by a train. It's, it, Do you know what happens to people when they get hit by trains? He's not a person. They stop Spider-Man. existing. Because actually, if you look at the... the Spiders don't have skeletons. Spiders have exoskeletons. Yeah, but he's not. He didn't become a spider. But there is a possibility that his, you know, biology changed. His skeleton him. stopped existing. No, the skeleton is more. His his skin is more thicker. Yeah, but not thick enough to survive getting hit by a train. How do you know you're not Spider Man? Is his skin thicker than a car? But it's not about thickness. It's it's not it's not like pure. It's it's more like distribution of energy than it is about. Is pure he bulletproof? Thickness. But, but that's still different. If you hit someone with a, getting hit by a car going 40, you know, it's like if, if you slap me in the face, you're not going as fast as a bullet, but you're getting more surface area. So the energy is spread out more than a bullet is like a needle. So if you like, if you poke me with your finger, that's not going to go through my skin. But if you put, po- but if you poke me with a needle, it's going to go through my skin. It's the same amount of force, same amount of speed, but it is the distribution of the force onto the object it's impacting in. That causes a particular reaction. I mean, I guess that makes sense. You know, it's not. Point, I guess that makes sense. That is pure physics. I mean, I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So ultimately, the point that I'm trying to get at is that um, he yeah. doesn't like it when I criticize and Beyonce and Childish Gambino. I think that we're supposed to appreciate the moment, and yes, you can have that bone to pick with it, but you're supposed to appreciate the moment. 
If, I feel if, like the more if, you think about that and the more it's, it's really all about what you choose to focus your energy on. If, if someone out there who's better at mixing audio than me would like to um, remix that track, because I love their, I do love Childish Gambino's vocals on it. I love Beyonce. I just wish there was that one little difference, really. If anyone wants to do that for me and, and, and send me a link to a, to a thing, I will definitely listen to it and tell you how I feel. Because, I mean, it could just be, like, if you just remove those two little, if mix a little bit better, cut out the little, the little breathy breaths, it would be so good. Like, I would be, I'd be listening to it, like, every day at this point right now. Ultimately. I love yeah. the scene in the movie, though. The scene in the movie was great. I liked so, it. So, it so wasn't cool. at night, though. Yeah, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, too. Ultimately, I appreciate the moment. That's my uh, takeaway from it. I appreciate, that's my biggest takeaway from the movie is I appreciate the moment. Rashad just likes to hop on bandwagon. That's all. Um, no, The Lion King is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Bandwagon. You will not see me talking about. You will not see me talking about The Little Mermaid this way. Bandwagon. And I love Halle Bailey, but I'm not gonna. You're not gonna see me on the on the Little Mermaid bandwagon, and you definitely this didn't see me being, on the. This is like you being cancel culture selective. Um, no, it's not being like me being because if you were to listen to any other musician and notice this thing in there, you wouldn't like if you were if this song wasn't the Lion King and if it what if it was just two random people that you didn't if you didn't know who was singing it, you would have the same bone to pick as I do. Um, ultimately, yes, but at the same time, I appreciate it's more it's bigger than that. It's bigger than just the song. It's about the moment. If it was just the song, if it was just them recording the song, then I would probably have a different feeling about it but it's the moment well i just think you have i think i think you should listen to it again with some good headphones and um i listen to everything with good headphones i just think you should listen to it again and you know and really take it in from an editing stand from an, a, a production standpoint and i think people will see what i mean i mean i feel like is i feel like no i can people can see what you mean and stuff like that but like ultimately i'm not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna sway me well, I mean, it doesn't sway me, but it's just a thing that's Look, been bouncing around. There are my brain. some things that I'm not going to start going to start feeling differently about. I like how the most passionate we got on this episode was about like fucking, can you feel to love tonight? Like we talked about ASAP Rocky, we talked about you know leaving our homes forever, but like fucking the Lion King is what riles us. The Lion King is that important? It's that big of. A, I'm not a bandwagoner, just so you know. The Lion King has He's always a been. No, I'm not. The Lion King has literally always been one of my favorite movies of all time since I was very young. Like literally, I've, that's I've my whole childhood. Heard about, I've never heard you talk about it until the new movie came out. Why? Because when would it? When did, When does it come up in conversation? Well, I talk about my favorite movies all the time. Yeah, but it's just like the Lion King is just kind of. The, I don't know. But I it literally you, has been. You've seen two of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Lion King. Don't 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 say that I'm bandwagoning the Lion King because that's not what's happening. But you do bandwagon on certain. What things. do I bandwagon? Uh, if you gave me a good hour and a half, I could think of something. If it takes you an hour and a half, then I probably don't do it as much as you'd like to act like I would. But that is, I said you do bandwagon on things. I'm Everyone not, does. I don't bandwagon on things. That's not true. Everyone does. Well, what if you have no, what if you have no, I mean, you don't bandwagon on things if you live in like a village in India and you don't have any internet access. I can very, I can very conclusively say that I bandwagon on things that I like. If I like something and a bandwagon just happens to be taking me to the thing You're that I like. You're taking this way more seriously than I meant for you to. If I like something and the bandwagon's taking me to something that I like, then I will get on the bandwagon and I have no shame about that. Do you remember the Cubs bandwagoning a couple years ago? I was not on that bandwagon. I was not on that bandwagon, but it was really funny watching people fall off. Like I, did go to the, I did go to the Cubs parade. I did not. Um, I, I went because I, could, I got off of school. And it was, it was cool. I mean, I didn't like it. I didn't like the Cubs at that moment. I've never really been a big baseball person. My personal opinion is I don't find baseball entertaining to watch. I find it kind of boring to watch. Uh, I, think it, I think it can be entertaining to watch. I, I, have, I will have to be into it. Anything can be entertaining enough if you have enough acid. Um, I like the Cup Parade for the moment. I liked being there just because it was like literally one of the largest gatherings in human history. And I was just like, that's, I, thought, I, thought, I think that that's just a pretty cool thing. Was it? It literally was. It was like probably like I think it was like the sixth largest largest gathering in human history. What's the largest gathering in human history? Future Hayden here. Um, that is not the seventh largest gathering in human history. Sorry, Rashad. I don't know. That's a conversation for another time. You always say this, but I think there's no better time than now. But we don't have time to research it. Just go. Um. Ultimately, uh, point that we're getting at is we like the Lion King. Yeah. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. If you haven't it. seen it, watch it. Spend money. Give money to it. I like it. We all like it. And good, good. And or just watch the old one. Or watch the old one. We don't give a fuck. 
I'd like you to watch the. I'd like you to put money into the new one. I mean, I don't really care. I'm more indifferent to where you put your money. I'm not going to tell you how to use your money. I feel like if you're gonna, if you if you feel like you got to spend money on the Lion King, then spend money on the Lion King that has black actors. <laughs>